Here we are, sun is shining on a Saturday. We're recording this, uh, Tales of the Whales. Uh, it's all about me having stage four kidney cancer and Lady W looking after somebody who has got cancer, except that the tables have been slightly turned because she's ripped her Achilles tendon, got a foot in a boot like a spaceman, and squeaks all over the place. I'm hoping that you've got some WD-40 somewhere. I have got some WD-40, which I will struggle into the garage and get for you after we've done this. Thank you, that is really kind. But it would be to your own benefit because I know my squeaking is really annoying. It is quite annoying, um, to be honest. I just want to relate one story. I know you don't like me doing this. And she said, could we rehearse? And I said, absolutely did not. not say could she rehearse? did. You know. I didn't. Yeah. Well, let's not argue on the podcast. There's a dog about to That's jump such on a you. Fibber. <laughs> yeah. We've got. I wish I'm going to take a picture of this and put it out in a bit if they're still there when we finish. We went to the hospital on Thursday, and we're walking into the hospital. Nice day, wasn't it? I mean, going to the hospital if you're in this condition, you should make the most of it. Yes, because obviously we've got a, an issue with you. Yeah. An issue. An issue, so you need to have some radiotherapy. Do you want to tell the story of walking into the hospital, or shall I? You can. So we're walking into the hospital, nice sunny day. Um, I'm walking, you're struggling. And a very elderly lady, being pushed by a porter in a wheelchair, stopped the porter and said... Would you like to use my chair, dear? (laughs) Oh, dear. I thought I was managing okay with my hobbling, but obviously, <laughs> obviously, I didn't look as good as I thought I did. Uh, you look great, but I, I, I'm so I pushed her out of the chair, hopped in. <laughs> you did not. Uh, and I, uh, we're walking into the hospital. And <laughs> uh, it's just very funny. But you thought uh, it was hysterical because everyone thought I was the patient. Well, you are to a certain extent. No, I'm not. I'm fine, uh, darling. I think you're in quite a lot of pain, and <laughs> you've got. <laughs> And, and going out is not something you really relish at the moment, is it? Well, I like going out. I mean, we had a nice day, didn't we? I, yeah. As you were saying, I think it's important when you... Like, making the hospital day is not something to dread, but try and make the most of it. So you went and see the clinical oncologist and mm. sort out all what they're going to do with your brain tumours. And then um, we went for a lovely lunch. Yeah. And uh, I have made the biggest mistake so far. In It's coming down a little bit today. It'll be interesting to see how my Saturday night show on talk TV and radio goes. Oh, my God, I know what you're going to say. Yes. But, <laughs> well, you, you do it. Honestly, he's been horrendous. The last couple of days, especially the day we were going up to the hospital, I, I wanted to strangle him. He's just been so annoying, like, so annoying. Super hyper, just not stopping talking. But, I mean, sometimes that's, you know, great if it's a, a, interesting, but just not stopping talking complete rubbish. I nearly said the other word then. You and weren't going to say shit on something like this, were you? No. Oh, good. No, good. The worst word. Oh, her that. language is foul. Worse than that. But then when I, I got here yesterday and I was sorting out the pills, I realised that when um, I, because I wasn't here for a couple of days, and I said to James, okay, you're on new extra strong steroids, so you need to take out the steroids that you're on and put in two of the new ones. He'd put in the two new ones, but he hadn't taken out the old one. So he's been on like, double dose of super strong steroids like a complete raving nutter for the last couple of days which explains a lot well i thought i'd been quite normal but when you said this in 
uh, we were in a taxi at the time. And I said, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk until we get to the hospital. I don't have to talk. That was lovely, actually. Yeah. But he was being like a five year old being like stroppy. So then he was silent for like two and a half hours, which he thought was punishment for me. But believe me, it was lovely. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. But I have uh, I'm coming down off them slightly. I had that because. Uh, well, just even last night when I was in the kitchen cooking something and then there was just all this like, ah, oh, shouting and swearing and, oh, it was all dramatics. A T-shirt had fallen onto the floor. A pile of T-shirts I'd washed. <laughs> so you would have floor. thought he'd broken both his legs, tripped down the stairs and I needed to call an ambulance, the amount of drama that was going on because a T-shirt had fallen onto I'm the theatrical, what can I say? You are theatrical normally, and then when you're on double-dose steroids, you mm. really go up a gear to drama queen of the century. But anyway, today I'm hoping for a slightly more normal day. Well, yes, I think we'll have a quiet day today. I'll go to, would you want to come to work tonight or not? Mm, I'd like to wait till my legs are a bit better. You see what I mean? Um, and uh, we'll have a quiet day tomorrow, and then you've got quite a busy week. We're having a fun week. Yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're having a Thursday fun Thursday and Friday, yeah. we're doing fun stuff. But this, the whole business of talking about this is, okay, I've got stage four kidney cancer, which has spread, well, slightly all over the place. And um, I'm still going two years after they said, well, there's not a lot of hope, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went to see this week. We've been, I've been up and down to the hospital a few times this week. And we went to see the um, what, what the specialist in zapping. Because yeah. I've got one of the two. Cyber knife lady. Cyber knife. And uh, you she said didn't I. Speak like that. No, she didn't. But she's making me going to make. They're going to make you a hood. No, a mask. Oh, a mask. a mask. Right. I might wear it on the TV. Um, and apparently, I was a bit funny. Was I? I thought it was humorous, but you said. Well, no, you were being very hyper in in that meeting as well, but. Uh-huh. Well, the, she was the, showing me pictures of the tumour on my brain and it was, you know, looked quite interesting. The thing was, I was really worried. I thought it was the brain tumour itself that was making you behave like a loony. Mm. But it turns out it was the steroids, so I'm quite relieved about that. Yeah. So the problem with, with cancer, as far as I can see, A, there are some really good people. And people who are treating me, before anybody says anything, are in the NHS. They are. It's got nothing to do with money or anything else. Not that I've got any money. You've found that out now, being an accountant too late after the wedding. Yeah, I know. I kept it from you as long as I could. Um, and so whatever we've got, we're going to have a good time. But the, the thing is that quite often it is the medication that we're on that actually affects us more than the cancer itself till the end. Mm. Something I wanted to talk about this week, if it's okay with you, was um, <laughs> I think somebody that put a, a, a post, it was a lady who was saying that her husband had just been diagnosed and that she found the, the podcast useful mm. and that made me think back to because we're a little we're quite a way down the journey aren't we we've been yeah. doing this for a couple of years now um and it made me think back to because both of us have experienced um that moment when you're yeah. either i haven't been diagnosed with cancer but i've been with someone who's told mm. that they've not got very long to live and then you've had that with melinda and then also you've had the diagnosis yourself mm. and thinking back that's the most terrifying part isn't it that moment when you first get the diagnosis before you get your treatment plan and everything Mm. it's so scary Um, and sometimes I think we probably forget that because we're kind of a bit used to the whole thing and obviously you're going through different things but that beginning bit is the worst bit so I just wanted to say that is the worst bit and honestly you're 
get that behind you and you'll get your treatment plan and yeah. it will be okay. I have, um, I'm, I'm in a way I'm lucky because I had this 25 years ago. And so that was a bit, you know, I was in my 40s. It's a shock, isn't it? That it's was a bit shock. of a shock. This time I had other things I was contending with and we, we'd sort of met up and everything and I really didn't want it to happen. But I then decided, well, you know, 25 years ago they said the same thing. This time it spread everywhere, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still able to work. Uh, I am I am not as energetic as I sound. Well, you were on Tuesday well, yeah. and Wednesday. You were skipping yeah. around the place. Uh, I love steroids, by the way. I, I really... But they apparently you're not supposed to overdo them, as I found out. Um, but it, it it is a shock. And the only way I found to cope with... And I know it's different for you and you can explain but for me, um, I just think, well, Paul O'Grady didn't expect to die, sadly, like he did the other day. Um, not, you know, people... We None of us know when our time is up. None of us. So one of the benefits of kind of knowing... I might have a year left, could have six months, could fall down the stairs. Could drop a T-shirt. Could drop a T-shirt. So when you kind of have an idea of how long you might have left, you can... This is no good for people who are very young, but I'm talking from the the position of being quite old. Uh, So I I just... um, I don't know. I just get on with it, really, don't we? I do. I was thinking back as well that how... Um, with Simon when he was first told that he had to have some chemotherapy mm. how terrifying that was because the thought of chemotherapy and you know the putting the poisonous substance into your body for both of us was like really I remember standing outside the, the chemo room with him waiting to go in for his appointment and how scary that was mm. and now we sort of now they'll sort of say oh you're taking this treatment or that treatment and we just take it in our stride and take it because we know that it's actually going to be okay but and so I just want to say it's going to be okay everybody you know that that first time it seems so scary but but it it's fine and it'll be good for you I mean I'm I'm uh I'm not concerned anymore but was a little worried I've never had radiotherapy ever and I you know not even 25 years ago when they said we'll cut your cancer out but there's not really any treatment you can have. No, but it's been on your bucket list and now you can give it a tick. It's yeah. It's fun for you. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Because the consultant lady was, was very reassuring and funny. Yeah, she was lovely. Yeah. She looked like she was about to go out for cocktails. Yeah, she was a very glamorous, yeah. a very glamorous oncologist. Yeah. So um, I think one day next week... Maybe we... she was. Maybe she has a few cocktails before she does her cyber knifing. <laughs> 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 Let's hope not. Yeah, but um, so I get measured up for this masky thing, and then hopefully it's not going to be too long before they start zapping it. Because the the problem I have is not well. It is a bit of a problem. Is that I've got double vision, which is fine if I shut one eye, um, or wear sunglasses, or actually I found if I turn my head there, I'm I'm just describing this for you and point my eyes say for the TV like that. I can see it without double vision. That's weird, isn't it? The thing it? is, what you can't see is that you've got... The problem is one of the tumours is pressing on the nerve that controls your eye muscles. So one mm. of your eyes is doing one thing and the other one's doing something else, which is actually quite... 
amusing. Really? Oh, I'm so <laughs> but glad. But you can't see it, because when you look in the mirror, you look straight yeah. ahead. He doesn't believe me. I think, and your eyes gone really wonky. It's like gone boss-eyed, or it's just not doing the same as the other one. It looks, it does look yeah. quite funny. But and close, clever, yeah, it? closing one eye does give you a bit of a headache all the time, because it's sort of, it's quite, I'll have one eye really strong. I think partly the headache is probably because of your got the brain tumour issues as well. Mm. Yeah, it could be, actually. That might be more likely than yeah. because you're yeah. squinting. Yeah. But, you know, this is, the, 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 problem, the problem is that if you allow the depression, and everybody's depressed these days, I don't know why, if you allow the depression to get into you, and I, I do get depressed from time to time, don't I? You do. Usually about the ratings of the programme, but um, no, I'm joking. They've been very good, thank you. But we all get depressed about certain things, but if you let it get really into you, then it makes life, whatever life you have left, it makes it really just not worth having, doesn't it? You seem to get it on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Because you're usually not here. That's it. Yeah. I must be so entertaining. <coughs> well, you were. Now sitting there with your strap-ons and your boot. <laughs> Which... <laughs> you don't. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. But it's funny, isn't it, when somebody else gets something that, and I'm walking into the hospital with you, and this lady says, Oh dear, would you like my wheelchair? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I am actually terminally ill. See how good you must be looking. Yeah. But I'm now going to get this bloody moon face thing again, and, and a big belly. Well, hopefully, you won't have to be on them for too long. Mm. Well, no, hopefully the radiotherapy, but it, you know, what they Anyway, are. we know that's not the steroids, that's just the ice cream. Yeah, I've always been a big lad. Well, no, when I look at pictures, I've just been nominated for an award. And <clears throat> I, I, uh, I sent you um, a little link to it, didn't I? And you, you said, where's this from? And I thought, oh, is it, um, is it a real one? But it is a real one um, on the TV, radio industry, something or other. And I thought, hey... I won that first in 1976, and Sir David Frost gave me the award. And then I won it in 1984. You did. And you said, 1984? That's 40 years ago. Yeah, I thought, God, it made me feel old. But I don't think... I I think, actually, I might make a thing of this. I've I've probably been nominated since. Should we? Should we ask everybody to vote? Yeah. 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 Vote for James. The problem is... Radio broadcasting. The problem is, TV and radio, by the way, TV, radio industries. Can't leave the TV. I know the TV's a relatively new thing for people of my age. Yeah, but you're only in the radio broadcaster category to be voted for. Oh, am I? Yeah. Damn. So I'm not thought of as a TV personality of the year? No. Oh, God. Well, listen, I, I don't think it's one of those award things where you get invited to a big do. No, there is a big do. Oh, is there? Hmm. Well, what are you going to do if you've got... Okay. <laughs> In my boot. I'm a bit more worried about our Buckingham Palace tea party next month. In two weeks' time, practically. Actually, yeah, I haven't said... Somebody invited... Not as a... Not, you know, just somebody said, would you like to come to a Buckingham Palace garden party? And we were talking... I'd never been... I'd, I'd done a little video on it years ago and I was marched out in the, in the 90s. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, and, um, and, oh, shit, that would be great. And it's to, to celebrate 
a lot of our veterans and the younger guys who've been uh, injured fighting for this country. And as I'm sure everybody knows, my grandson uh, is about to pass out of the Marines, which I'm very proud of, but won't go on about it. And uh, you're getting very excited. <laughs> but now we may go to this uh, with you in your leg in, I don't know, no, well, it looks like a space will. I asked the physiotherapist lady yesterday, will I still have to be wearing my boot in May? And she said, yes. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, okay. never mind. I'm going to stick something sparkly on it. Put, Are you? Put a couple of diamonds on there. Yeah. Fine. Well, not real ones, because you're so bad at losing stuff. Um, yeah, but it is a really nice boot. Let Thank me just you. make that happen. What I, what I could do is get one for the other foot and make it like a pair, as if it's a thing. Stick a couple of don't blingy, to get, bits on there. Don't Bob's your uncle. Don't expect the NHS to give you one of those. I bet they cost a fortune. No, I had to buy it. Gosh. Well, it's very nice anyway, and um, probably better for you than having the operation. It, yes, definitely. Because you'd be up to your knee in plaster if you had an operation. I think they'd still give you one of these boots yeah. afterwards. So anyway, the, the whole point of this podcast is to say um, being diagnosed with cancer is a shock for everybody, whatever you say. But as you get down the line of living with it and living with the... Um, you know, some people get diagnosed and actually do die in a couple of weeks after the diagnosis. And in a way, have no time to be ill or suffer the... So it's difficult. It's whatever our path in life happens to be. Very philosophical of you. Yeah. I think I might be going into that. I think I'm the uh, new Messiah mode again. Oh, God. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Well, at least I found out you were on the double dose steroids before you went to work tonight. That could have been interesting. And so, (laughs) on that note... Yeah, we'll wish you a very good week and uh, tell your friends, join us on here. But, you know, if you're worried about it being a couple of old people moaning about uh, being ill and uh, it's not... No, no, it's just one. It's just one. Yeah, and you put out a tweet when I said about the awards winning and you said, oh, God, when you won that one, I was only 10. I want you to know that that is not true. It totally is true. You were eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, you are, you are over. You're 12 years, 13 Diana, years. I'm on being boring now. Yeah, I'm going. She's a little <laughs> younger than me, but, you know. Oh, I wish you hadn't said that.